You're listening to the South Georgia Insider, sponsored by WDDQ Talk 92.1, home of the Scott James Matheson Show. Now here's your host, Theresa Boyd. Welcome to South Georgia Insider. We are the voice for businesses, organization, and people in the region. It was a big win for South Georgia when in 2016, representatives from Cokewood Regional Medical Center, along with some other agencies, got together and thought, if you want to change the future, it's time to start now. And that's exactly what they do. And now we are home to uh, South Georgia, Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine, PCOM, as it's called. Um, started as students came to South Georgia to start their journey to become doctors of osteopathic medicine and quest to have a medical college here in our, our community. Today we have Joanne Jones, South Georgia PCOM campus officer. Welcome to the podcast. Joanne. Thank you, Teresa. We are happy to be here. Well, great. All right. And so um, it's been a journey. Um, So you actually took in the first class in 2019? Yes, we did. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And so that group, that inaugural group, is going to actually graduate in uh, next year? 2023. Okay. So our inaugural class now are third year students out on rotations in the community. Wow. All right. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners who aren't really that familiar, so let's kind of walk through a little bit about how PCOM South Georgia came here to South, uh, to our area, a little bit about it, and then we'll kind of jump into some of the things that are happening, how it's grown. Sure, sure. Um, we are, uh, as you as you noted, we started our campus, I took our first class in the fall of 2019, and, um, Go back a few years from that, um, PCLM actually, our main campus in Philadelphia, has been open since 1899. So we are 123 years old. We opened a uh, branch campus in Suwannee, Georgia, in 2005. And at that point, we had students in our Suwannee campus that were um, residents of South Georgia. And we started partnerships in the area to bring them down to do clinical rotation to kind of get them back home. And um, we partnered with Colquitt Regional Medical Center at that time to, to do those rotations, and then we assisted them in um, their application process for their family medicine residency program. And so that partnership grew, and that's when Jim Matney and many others in the area said, we think we should have a medical school here. Let's build our own and grow our own. And uh, so we uh, really took a hard look at that and felt that it was um, part of the PCOM culture in primary care. Most of our um, graduates do primary care medicine, and it just was a, um, a good partnership at that time. So we did our due diligence and... Um, thought, well, this is probably the perfect opportunity to do this. They, we knew that there not only is there a physician shortage in the United States, but rural communities are, are certainly affected by that by the most part. And um, so our goal here is to take students from the South Georgia region and to put them um, in our medical school class. The hospitals have started residency programs here and uh We're now on our third year. They're out doing rotations, and um, next year we'll be able to match into a residency program. And statistics show 
that where uh, the students do a residency program, most of them practice within a 100-mile radius of that residency program. So uh, it's our hope that, you know, we can get our students not to, to move to a larger city and then um, you know, maybe not come back home. And if they can train here, they'll stay here. And uh, we're hoping to um, help solve the problem of, of physician shortages in rural areas. All right. And so for our listeners who maybe don't aren't familiar with a doctor of osteopathic medicine, DO, after the name. When you see that, when you go to the doctors, you might see an MD after name or DO after the name. Explain us a little bit about what that is and that approach to medicine. Sure. So uh, the DOs um, are full, fully licensed physicians. We have the same curriculum as their MD counterparts. And the one thing that is a little bit different with a with a uh, an osteopathic physician is they do osteopathic manipulation and that is um, all of your regions of your body are connected to each other and if you have um, a cardiac issue um, many times that cardiac issue is due to possibly a lifestyle issue um, and so they really don't just look at one section of the body. They look at the body as being intertwined um, together. So if you have a um, a joint out of place or a muscle out of place, uh, that can affect the way you walk. That can give you back pain. Um, So they're fully licensed. They do everything from family medicine to neurosurgery. Uh, It's just a different way of um, looking at the body as a whole and how everything is interconnected and getting everything to be in line together. They prescribe medicines just like the MDs do. Okay. All right. So let's kind of go back. So the first class came in 2019, and you had 59 in Mm -hmm. that class. All right. Mm -hmm. And so the first year, they're pretty much in the classroom, um, and then the next year is when they kind of go out a little bit into the community. Is that how it works? No, so the first two years are really in the classroom. Oh, in the classroom. Yes, so year one and year two are in the classroom, and uh, year three and four, they're out in the community. The third year curriculum that they have is um, core rotations that they uh, will do, um, from everything from family medicine to peds to OB, internal medicine, general surgery, psychiatry, an OMM family medicine rotation and an internal medicine cardiology. So that's a set curriculum for them. And then in third year, they have um, a lot of electives for that year, but they also have to do um, emergency medicine as a a core rotation. Okay. And Um, so that kind of gives them an idea of if they want to do a specialty? Yes. Okay. Yes, that gives them an opportunity to go through the broad spectrum of medicine some of them come in and say, oh, I, you know, I, I really want to do orthopedics. And then they get into pediatrics and say, well, I really love pediatrics. So it gives them an opportunity to take a look at all of the specialties. So that way they're thinking about what type of residency they want to do after they graduate. Okay. So that first class came in in 2019, then 2020 uh, uh, or 2020. Um, COVID hit, um, but mm-hmm. you brought in the second class. Mm-hmm. So each year yes. you just keep adding. So now you are have brought in three classes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, we're 
currently interviewing for the class of 2026. Okay. That will be our fourth our fourth class. And so, how many students now do you have on the camp uh, in the program? Well, we start. We are still at um, 59 students per uh, per, per class per year, and that's due to yeah. accreditation. Uh, we do look forward to possibly doing a class size increase after we graduate our first class. According to accreditation requirements, we can't uh, increase our class until we graduate our first class. Okay. All right. So, um, so basically, the the campus again, it's a beautiful campus. So, as that first group has moved, started now, will move out. Then that makes you're continuing to make room then for the next. Correct. We have capacity for two classes um, each year in the building. And then our third year, they go out and do their rotations out. And they, they come back for some, for some testing uh, once a month. Um, and so this, but, so you're all getting ready for, um, and I think you mentioned this clerkship um, part, and they do that in their third year? Yes, they do that in the third year. So our third year class this now is, is um, has started rotating last July, and they are rotating still. So they are almost fourth years at this point. Okay. So when they actually graduate, so next year when you have a class that actually graduates, um, they get their white coat. Is that, I mean, what what is the ceremony like for a, a graduation well, um, graduation is a complete commencement with cap and gown. Okay. They receive their white coat when they during first their there. first year okay. as a first-year student, and that's their acceptance into the medical profession, the okay. white coat ceremony. All right. So then you'll, so you'll have a graduate. When is the graduation scheduled? Is it in May or? Yes, it'll be May of 23. Okay. All right. So then they graduate. Then they go out and do their residencies. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and I know um, uh, there's this the, a big day where they match um, mm-hmm. to where they are. So, your first inaugural group has already started that process. Or, or, well, they will start um, applying for residencies as a fourth year student. So, they're thinking about what specialty they want to go into now as a third year, and then when they become fourth year, so that would be this fall. I'm sorry. This fall, this coming fall, when they start as their fourth yes, year. This yes, this coming okay. fall as a fourth year, mm-hmm, they'll start applying to residency programs and um, interviewing for those. And there is a um, national electronic matching system that all the programs in the United States use. Uh, the programs put in their rank list on what students they want in their programs. The students on the opposite end are ranking the programs that they wish to go to. And there's a national program that matches all of the programs to the students. And then Matt's Day is in March. And uh, this year it's the week of March 14th. Okay. And so do you, uh, the aim has kind of been that a lot of them will uh, choose to, uh, to apply for residencies at, at uh, hospitals around in this area, correct? And I know yeah. you mentioned Colquitt has a residency program. Um, mm-hmm. South Georgia Medical Center is kicking off their registry, registry uh, residency program. Are there any yeah. others? In- yeah, so Archbald Medical Center also is kicking off their internal medicine residency program this year. And Colquitt has added a psychiatry really? program. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. 
And yeah. um, so, um, so I mean, that's really kind of the, the, the progression we want to see. We want to see them choose some of those or even into, um, you know, other areas. But do you think some of them, when they come here, and I know I have interviewed a couple of students there, one from Miami. Um, so they're not from South Georgia, so they come here. Are they, are they getting acclimated? Are they really, you know, finding this to be a, a home, a possible home, even if they go and do a residency, you know, in Atlanta or, or farther? Do you think they're building those kind of relationships? I think that some of them are building those relationships. And it is our goal to get um, more of a local student. Um, but that's a, that's, a long, that's, a, that's a long process. So we do have um, many... Um, outreach programs to high schools for pathway programs. And so we do a lot of outreach to get the students in high school interested in medicine. Many of them may not have um, ever thought about going in and and being a physician because they'd have to move. And if they didn't want to move someplace else, you know, there wasn't that opportunity for them. But now that the medical schools sit here in this region, there are so many high school students that we're reaching out to um, in different capacities to let them know that there's really a, a, a good chance that they could go to medical school and stay here in the area. Um, and we've had a couple of students in our inaugural class that really didn't think that they were going to ever do medical school until we landed a school here. And that gave them the opportunity um, not to have to move their family. Uh, one, one was married and you know, they had a business here. And so that gave him the opportunity to go to medical school and, and reach for that dream, which was really pretty special. Yeah. So you say you, you're going into the high schools as kind of a way to introduce them to, because I know um, when PCOM first started and people would, you know, use that acronym, whatever, there was still that kind of that puzzled look on people's faces mm-hmm. of, well, what is that? And I still run into people when I mention something about PCOM and they're like, we have a medical school, you know, here. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're, you're getting out then and getting that word out there about mm-hmm. um, that. And, and it's not just about having a medical school. It's about um, changing the health care for rural Georgia. Yes, yes. And um, so we do uh, many programs for high school students. We run a small, like, mini medical school here for two weeks out of the um, summer where our, our students run the whole Opportunities Academy for them. And they not only talk about medical school, but they talk about other allied health careers that you can, you can get into. Um, and how do you do that? And you know, you're a student and you've not had anybody go through medical school, the application process and what do you need to do for undergrad just to get all of your um, credits aligned where they need to be. And so a lot of our students are first-generation medical students, and um, they, they serve as mentors to the high school students um, so they can figure out how to do this process, because it is complicated to get mm-hmm. from point A to point B if you've not ever done it or you don't have anybody in your family that can mentor you. So that's what our students uh, do for the high school students. And then, too, you, you guys have started kind of building some relationships. Tell us a little bit about um, some uh, agreements and things that you have with our colleges uh, or universities mm-hmm. here in the area. Sure, sure. Um, we have a couple of different agreements that we have done over the past year. 
And um, so in our, there's an articulation agreement with ABAC for our biomed program. And so our biomed program was started two years ago. We're in our second year of that. And that's a master's, pro- <clears throat> excuse me, that's a master's program for students that um, may not have been biology majors and decided after they graduated that they wanted to go to medical school. And so we'll give them those credits that they need. Um, maybe somebody that's been out for a few years and said, oh, I want to go back to medical school and you kind of need to buff up on your sciences to, to be um, to, to make sure you can get through the classes. So you can either do a one- or a two-year. Two-year, you get a master's program. We'll graduate that first class this spring. So okay. that's exciting. We'll have a small graduation for that cohort. How, how many do you have um, in that? Um, we should have six students graduating this year Okay, from that. So we generally run 10 to about, we try to accept 15, uh, 15 students a year. And they're embedded with the medical students for the majority of uh, the classes, not for the labs, but for the classes. And then they're assessed differently than the, than the medical students. And that kind of gives them an idea of uh, what medical school is going to be like, and it gives them that experience. Um, so they can apply after that first year to medical school, not only just our, our medical school, but any of the schools in the country they can apply to. That helps their application quite a bit. And um, or they can choose to stay for two years. So we have um, partnered with ABAC for um, an articulation agreement for the biomed program. Normally, they would do um, four years of undergrad and then two years of of graduate school to get their master's. And that articulation agreement, um, they do three years of undergrad and then two years with us and then they get their master's. Because otherwise, yeah. um, at a- for example, ABAC, those students, they couldn't get a master's in biomed at ABAC. No, they, no, they so don't. So they'd have to leave somewhere, yeah. go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Okay, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've got a- um, ABAC. Are you doing anything with Valdosta State? or We are. We're doing um, Valdosta State and Georgia Southern. And again, mm-hmm. another one with ABAC is a three years of undergrad and then four years of medical school. So um, that's exciting. They can yes. shave off one year of undergrad and then come to us um, for their fourth year. And then when they graduate from PCOM, they can get their bachelor's plus their doctorate degree. Wow. And while they're at ABAC, or do they have to major in, a, in the sciences? Or, I yes, mean, they yeah, do. So yeah, majors. there's, there's prerequisites okay. for them to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and then I can see where those students, most of ABAC students, or a large percentage of them, come from either this part of Georgia, North Florida, Alabama, and those areas. So I can see where yeah. that really could be a... Um, a, a a plus form. So an, another way that y'all are connecting in the community is, is with economic development. I, you know, I've talked to Barbara Grogan many times, and she talks about the importance of having PCOM um, in the back in their neighborhood um, because of not all your students go on to be uh, doctors. Some of them go into other um, fields, medical fields um, mm-hmm. that are attractive to potential industries. Yes, and so, you know, community partnerships are very important um, to us. And, um, again, the the community has stepped up. They um, have um, about $4.85 million for the expansion programs here in South Georgia 
We are currently also um, in the legislative process to see if we can get matching funds to continue to build our programs here um, in health-related fields. Um, so we are currently looking at different programs and what the region needs are um, that maybe the technical schools don't um, have, a, have a program. So, you know, things like occupational therapy, speech therapy, things like that, um, you know, we're, we're still trying to, to figure out the development of those programs and what the region really needs and what we can provide over the next couple of years. So it's exciting that there's a definite growth on the horizon with us. So that would be an expansion of uh, programs. Is there looks for expansion of the, faci- the actual facility? Yes, yes. We would have to build additional um, buildings in order to house new programs. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for those who are listening who have never been to your campus, uh, when you first kind of come in, um, you're kind of out there in the middle of just a big area, so you have growth opportunities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we sit on 31 acres, so we have definite um, growth potential. We have a blueprint that puts two additional buildings on this property. Okay. And um, so then let's talk a little bit, too, about, um, you know, you've talked about how you're engaging with the community on the economic development side and with these articulation, but how are your students engaging within the community? What are some of the things that they're doing, uh, maybe even during COVID, to kind of give back? Right. So um, in addition to all of the high school programs that they run, um, they also... um, They also are involved with the community AHAC. There's a scholars program that um, about 10 of our students are are in right now, and that's a um, run run by the WEGA AHAC, and so they're they're in with MCG students, so it's nursing and pharmacy, so it's an interprofessional um, team that they're with for two years. They also uh, volunteer at the Migrant Farm Workers Clinic. they do multiple um, community events that are run through the chamber, or um, so they're you know out there doing some health fairs at some of the fun runs and the 5Ks. Um, they're involved in um, you know soup kitchens in the community. They've done fundraisers for coats for kids. They work a lot with the YMCA too for outreach. Um, they're a really great group of students that just really want to give back to the community because the community has been so good to them, and they and they realize that. Yeah, and um, that also helps them by embedding them in the community, makes it a little maybe easier if they decide to come back, you mm-hmm. know, to to mm-hmm. this area, and or um, even make them want to stay even more. Yeah, you know, when you're when you're part of everything and you have that foundation and and uh, that's your of your life on the weekends is doing things fun like that and yeah yeah so um so you you do have some plans for expansion anything else um that y'all are looking at doing in the near future um with um just just the programs and the the facilities and that sort of thing so right just the different programs and and really sort of figuring out what it is that the region needs that we can bring some good quality programs uh, for the students no one to of the engage in. the one of the things I think is unique is your students um, have to um, take some rural 
healthcare type curriculum. Is that correct? Yes, they all do a, a rural um, because that's our focus is rural medicine. So the majority of our rotations, we make sure that they're in rural communities. So now, if they went up to the Swanee campus, they wouldn't t- would they take those type of classes? Um, yes, there's still some rural there's okay. rural components with our Swanee students also. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, but um, but more so here. That's kind of more the emphasis is. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you've given us a lot of information, and we always enjoy hearing about uh, what's happening at PCOM, and we're excited to find out a little bit more when the graduation time. I know that'll be a big um, uh, festivity over there. Um, yes, it will. So have you been with PC? So you came when it opened, and you were with the campus in Swanee, correct? I was. I've actually worked for PCOM for a almost 37 years now. Wow. So I, I worked in Philadelphia um, in different capacities and moved to our Georgia campus in 2012 to help establish residency programs with hospitals. So um, I've, I've been on all three campuses, and um, I just love it here in South Georgia. It's really been a great experience. Well, great. All right. I didn't realize you had um, you had come from uh, all the way. You basically made full circle then. I have. I yeah. Have. All right. Well, great. All right. And we'll put uh, some links in our show notes about how people can find out a little bit more about PCOM. And um, we want to thank you, Joanne, for being with us today. And um, we invite everyone to join us next time as we continue to highlight why South Georgia is a great place to live, work, and play. Thanks to our sponsor, Small Town Broadcasting and WDDQ, home of the Scott James Matheson Show, where you can listen to live 6 to 8 a.m., 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday on Talk 92.1. I want to thank my producer, Spencer Van Horn, from Small Town Broadcasting.